This is Gray Man Media Content. In the summer of 2007, what was intended as a one-off creepypasta became something more explosive. It was a random one-off creepypasta, but it inspired a lot of people. Before long, other entries started popping up, and then one day, someone made a wiki for it. Thousands of entries and tons of information compiled into one central location for those who dare seek it. But there could be more to this mystery than meets the eye. This week, we intend to find out as we bring you an episode every day. This is Wolf Takes a Bite, SCP Foundation Week. Not humanoid at all. Yep. Lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. And action! And we're back for another episode of the SCP Foundation Week. We have more. We have three more. Yeah. Get three more every single day for you, baby. Still haven't changed our clothes. Getting a little stinky in here. A little bit. <sighs> All those chimichangas. Oh, they were good. Chimichangas sound good. What are we having for dinner? <laughs> what are you having for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> the carnivorous slide is having us for dinner. What am I having for dinner? Gasoline. I wish. <laughs> That's a, that'd be an expensive meal right now. Yeah, really. Talk about $5. Comment below what gas is in your city. <laughs> you know, it's like $10 out west. Wow. So you know, it went up to like 12 That's crazy. Yeah. But not as crazy as this SCP John's about to cover. No, this is the Shy Guy. Shy Guy? Shy Guy. Like from Nintendo? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to know. Why don't you read one? Really? Why not? You just sit there like, through this whole doing? week? What the fuck? <laughs> Normally. All right. Uh, this is SCP-096, the Shy Guy. Class is a Euclid. The SCP-096 is a humanoid creature that is normally extremely docile. However, when someone views SCP-096's face, it will enter a stage of considerable emotional distress. The SCP-096 will cover its face with its hands and begin screaming, crying, and babbling incoherently, briefly, before chasing down the person who has viewed its face face scp-096 will not stop until it reaches the person's location after which it will proceed to kill them like this <laughs> specifically <laughs> like that yeah okay. afterward it will regain its composure and become docile once again very strange indeed john what do you think about the shy guy sounds like that not very shy not one bit although i guess you know he's like he's <laughs> jonathan john <laughs> Get your shit together, man. <laughs> oh, this is the one that you wanted to cover. Mm, cool. I like this. Tabula Rosa. Rosa. Rasa. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about the tablet. I was going to say, yeah, we could rotate the tablet. <laughs> Tabula Rosa. You class Euclid. Description SCP 1782. 
is a room measuring 42 by 45 square meters in an abandoned apartment complex located in Kiev, Ukraine. Imprints oh, no. over the archway entering the room read Jindanda Divet or Somdi or 198D. Great. SCP-1782 is interior changes in appearance every three days at 320 or 312 a.m. The change is instantaneous. SCP-1782 is usually furnished with typical household objects, although SCP-1782 and the objects themselves, when present, are aged significantly with signs of heavy use. The floor plan of the room varies. Certain instances having a kitchen, bedroom, and living room, or simply just being one large room, empty space. 1782 occasionally manifest what appear to be sapient entities and fauna. Objects appearing before the change vanish regardless of their proximity to 1782 at exactly 312 a.m. Further examples can be found in the area records for this object. How did they contain a room? I don't know. There is, a, there's, I mean, let's, let's get to the next one and we can come back maybe to it if you want to start doing it like that. But what is interesting, I didn't know, I didn't even recognize it until I heard you read it. So if you took an object, if you took something out of that room, it goes away with it. It just, it doesn't matter if you cross a, the ocean, it'll disappear at whatever time you said. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a uh, it's like quantum entanglement. It is exactly quantum entanglement. It's crazy. But also the sapient entities? Yeah. Yeah, that's freaky as fuck. So that's parallel universe possibilities like I think it has to be, right? Like plant people living in an apartment and you just open the door and they're like that's <laughs> Also it changes like I don't have every my leaves on. Yeah, how did they contain that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we might have to come <clears throat> circle back to that one for sure. Hard to destroy reptile class. This is a Keter class. Must be destroyed as soon as possible. This is me. Tablet Rosea. <laughs> wow, the text is... You son of a bitch. I didn't do shit. This is yours. Your email. All right. The possible origins of the SCP-682. Due to the lack of canon in the SCP universe, there have been several stories telling the origins of SCP-682. The readers are free to choose whatever origin of their head canon. The Dust and Blood headcanon is, uh, or canon, I guess, uh, in the tale, Dust and Blood, SCP-682, is the offspring of the Scarlet King. No idea who he is. Uh, it was one of the many Leviathan spawned from the fourth bride of the king, Azeeb, maybe? Uh, her children were said to be like her. They feared no weapon nor magical spell, for their injuries were healed and their hides impenetrable. 682, along with the rest of the Leviathan spawn, festered the Tree of Knowledge's roots, rotting them away. The Scarlet King then led his army of Leviathan towards the taproots, the center of the worlds. I don't know much about that. What's the, what is the thing that they're referencing? Dust and blood? No idea. Um, and then this is a different, I guess, canon for this SCP. Um, is This is how the world ends. In the tale, this is how the world ends. SCP-682 is running for its life, presumably from the Coitern. 682 ran into some of the Coiterns. 
<laughs> men, which would have been bad for 682. Thankfully, though, they were just explorers just like it. So it, this is a this lizard is an explorer of some kind, uh, which means the coitern was still worlds away. No idea what a coitern is. We're a leviathan? Yeah, I know what a leviathan is. I don't know what a coitern is. Uh, still, these explorers were violent uh, and outnumbered. 682, 8 to 1. Um, oh, it, they, they outnumbered 682. 82. Got it. SCP-682 managed to escape by ducking into a familiar tunnel, and after a few more minutes of running, it managed to shake off the pursuers. 682 chose to explore further, and after a few hours of traversing, it eventually found itself in the Grand Chamber of Sutkak. Sutak. I don't know. <laughs> Sutkak. S-U-T-K-A-K. Everything right. we research always has some words that we can't fucking figure out. It's then it's an, an anomaly in and of itself. Let's get SCP down here to contain that. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> while reveling in the beauty of the room and the thoughts of its people, the doors of the chambers slam shut behind it. Uh, this allowed it to survive the storm, but it still what storm? When did they say that? But it still <laughs> cried as its thoughts turned to its wife and child. It has a wife and child. Is this the lizard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got a bride, bro. Alright, where are we at? <laughs> uh banishment to Earth. At some point after the great flood or the storm, this is Noah. Uh it was uh-huh. exiled <laughs> This was <laughs> it was exiled to Earth and presumably became the source of many myths, such as that of the Leviathan and Terrasc. However, SCP-169, which is Terrasc, I'm assuming, was also stated to have been the inspiration for the legends of aquatic monsters such as the Leviathan. So it's possible that the two SCPs might have been confused for one another. More to the world within the world thing. Oh my god! That's that. That's all. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. I think we need to look more into this one. I bet we can find more on this. Yeah, probably. Um. But, you know, we'll, uh, we can definitely do a, a, an entire episode on it. Here's something that wasn't in our other notes either. Testing subjects in all cases return from the interior of the room with a fear of holes. Exact reasons at this time were unknown. Hmm. So, there's some kind of demon thing in there? <laughs> because the video feed of the object inside of the hole... Reveals, reveals a limbs and a head of the object moving slowly up and down. Oh, no. hate that. Yeah. It, it, this one's weird. I feel like we need further research on that. Yep. That was a good pick. Absolutely. Uh, this is episode three. That text was really huge. Um, thank you for <laughs> day three, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate so, that. Sorry I was out of order. But, you know, if you want to know more about any of these things, uh, let us know. Question everything. See you on the next one. Hey, it's me, John Wolf. If you enjoyed that episode, you can listen to the rest of this episode wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you subscribe and hit the icon bell and never miss another episode. For all things Wolf Takes a Bite, visit us at greatmanandmediaco.com.